Good morning, wherever you are, and welcome to St. Michael's in the Morning, a podcast series encompassing everything from sermons and services to special audio presentations, brought to you by St. Michael's Episcopal Church in Austin, Texas. For more information, or to make a donation to St. Michael's, please visit www.st-michaels.org. From today's reading from Ephesians, I pray that you might know what is the hope to which he has called you, the riches of God's glorious inheritance among the saints. In the name of one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. So today we are celebrating the Feast of All Saints Day. And I don't know about you, but for me, that word saint conjures up a lot of different images, many of which are not that helpful. I still remember the first time I heard the word saint. It was during a chapel service when I was in the first grade at an Episcopal school, and the homily was on what it meant to be a saint. And so I heard about St. Peter who was crucified upside down, and about St. John, who was exiled to some faraway island where he lived alone and died in isolation. I heard about St. Stephen, who was stoned to death, and on and on went the priest, telling story after story about these people called saints, who had renounced their wealth, were disowned by their family, and who lived in a cell, praying all day, but never getting to eat a meal. And then, of course, when the sermon ended, we all sang that beautiful song, I Sing a Song of the Saints of God, which we just sang. You know the words. One was a soldier, one was a queen, one was a shepherdess on the green, one was a doctor, one was a priest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm in the first grade, so all I heard was one was slain by a fierce wild beast. (laughs) So as a first grader, This was a lot to take in. I mean, I'd seen horror movies that scared me a lot less than this chapel service. (laughs) And then, of course, at the end, the priest got really serious, and he told us that our job was to pray with all our might, so that maybe, just maybe, if we were consistent and diligent in prayer, that God would make us into a saint. Well, that settled it. I didn't say a prayer for another three years. I was so terrified of becoming one of these saints. Now, over time, my understanding of what it meant to be a saint did change, though not necessarily for the better, because in high school, my prevailing belief was that a saint was a really good person, a disciplined person, a holy person. A saint was someone who knew all of God's rules and who never made a mistake. And of course, what always happens whenever we conflate the idea of being a saint with being a really good person is that we start to view God as a a talent scout, always looking for the best moral athletes who can help his team win. And suffice it to say, because I was an acolyte and a Bible enthusiast and the student council president, I was pretty sure that, you know, I was at the top of the God squad doing good work for the Lord, and that I was one of these saints, which made me a very pleasant person to be around when it came to matters of religion. 
Uh, but suffice it to say, I still did not know what a saint was. Now, fortunately for all of us, today's reading from Ephesians clears it up. Paul writes, I pray that the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ may give you a spirit of wisdom as you come to know him, so that with the eyes of your heart enlightened, you may know the hope to which you have been called and what are the riches of God's glorious inheritance among the saints. The riches of his glorious inheritance among the saints. And so clearly, whenever Paul uses this word saint, he is not talking about people who have been martyred or exiled. And in the context of Ephesians, there's just no way he's talking about good people, moral perfectionists who live their life above reproach. Because like so many of Paul's letters, Ephesians is written in response to real-life issues. For instance, like, how is it that Jews and Gentiles can worship together, let alone be members of one body? And so behind this letter is a real, messy, human drama that is unfolding in the church. Paul writes to a community where there is tension and personality conflicts and human beings who are hurting one another. And yet, as he writes to these very imperfect people, he still insists they are saints. But he doesn't stop there. Because he then goes on to say something that is just remarkable about God's inheritance among these saints. I pray that you know the hope to which he has called you and what are the riches of his glorious inheritance among the saints. Now, a lot of people read this and they make an assumption about what Paul is saying, namely that if we are a saint, then God is our inheritance. But if you read Ephesians carefully, that's not what it says at all. It does not say that God is our inheritance. It says that we are his inheritance, that we are his treasure, that we are his joy, and Paul's prayer for the Ephesians is that they would know this to be true in their own life. I pray that you know, he says, the hope to which you are called. I pray that you know. And so let me tell you what I think a saint is today. I believe a saint is someone who knows that she is especially blessed by God. He may or may not go to church on a regular basis. She may or may not be morally upright. When it comes to categories like gender, race, class, denomination, political and theological persuasion, saints, they are all over the map. But what makes a saint a saint is that he or she knows God's unconditional blessing in Christ Jesus spoken over their life. 
and as a saint takes that blessing in, that same unconditional blessing flows out into the world. And so with respect to All Saints Day, I want to say a few things. First, you are unconditionally blessed by God. You are marked with the seal of the promised Holy Spirit, as it says in today's reading. And I'm sure you have heard that before, but if you're anything like me, you need to hear it more frequently. Because here's the thing, the world we live in doesn't just hand out unconditional blessings. I'm not sure if you've noticed. The world's blessing is always tied to some standard or condition that we must meet. You got to be beautiful, be smart, be rich, be successful, have the perfect teeth, the perfect smile, the perfect kids, right? The world we live in does not just hand out unconditional blessings. But here's the thing. The church does. God does. And our mission as a church, the whole reason we exist is to know that blessing and for the deep knowing of God's blessing to lead to a burning desire that the world would know that blessing also in and through our life. As we take God's blessing in, we're then leaving the building to take God's blessing out. And when God's blessing starts flowing out of us in ways that are creative and risky and fun, and maybe even a little frightening, that's when we know that we are partnering with the living God in mission. And so my prayer for myself and my prayer for all of us is really, really simple. I just want us to know, for us to know that we are God's inheritance, for us to know that we are God's treasure, for us to know the hope to which we have been called. And because on All Saints Day we honor our loved ones who have died, I want us to know that hope applies also to them. And if we're honest, we sometimes have mixed feelings about those who have gone before us, and hope can be hard. We remember parents who loved us so, so much, but who at times may have been difficult. Or we remember friends or relatives who got sick and who died way too young. Or we remember people that we lost touch with over time and we got word that they have passed. And so what does All Saints Day have to do with them and what is our hope as we remember their life? Well, I'll tell you, I said that a saint is someone who knows that they are unconditionally blessed by God. And what I would have you consider now is that they do know. They may or may not have known God's blessing here on earth, but now they know as they sit in Christ at the right hand of God. And in a moment, when we come forward for Holy Communion and we gather around this altar to receive the Eucharist, these loved ones will all be present. In the Episcopal Church, we call this the communion of 
saints. It's one of the things we say we believe in whenever we recite the Apostles' Creed, that our loved ones in Christ all gather with us, with all the heavenly host, whenever we worship God at this table. And from where they sit in eternity, those things that were left unresolved in this life, are now fully resolved in Christ because now they know. They know that they too are Christ's inheritance, the joy and the beloved of God. And so as we leave here on this Sunday, I pray that you know God's unconditional blessing spoken over your life, and I pray that you share that blessing with others. But to share it, we first have to know it. And so my prayer for the saints of St. Michael's Episcopal Church is that you will have the courage to take God's blessing in. And having taken it in, to take that blessing out into the world whenever you leave here today. Amen.